dispatch. Packets of fire all around. Dear Chief, much has happened since we last spoke. Welcome to Dear Chief Podcast, where your hosts and their guests share the 411 of being married to the people who respond to 911s. Take a peek into fire family life and get unabashed advice on how to prevent forest fires in your marriage. Now, here's your hosts, two seasoned firewives, Audra and Chelsea. You know, you've all been asking for us to spill the tea on all things Firewife Life, and boy, are you in for a treat today. We're going to answer some of your frequently asked questions. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> Whoa. Oh You've been doing this long enough, Audra. It's not scary, is it? I don't right? like being put on the spot. Okay. <laughs> you volunteered. I know. I know. Uh, okay. Why do we do this to ourselves? Okay. Seriously. <laughs> no, but seriously. Um, so obviously Audra's not ready to get started, but we're going to anyway. Mm-hmm. Story of our life. Okay. <laughs> Question number one, what advice would you give someone who just started dating a firefighter? Just started dating a firefighter. So I'm trying to like, see, this one's hard for me because when I was dating Damien, he wasn't even thinking about being a firefighter. So I'm trying to think like, what would I say? I mean, what would I say? I would say, um, you better be ready to be alone a lot and be okay with it because you're going to be by yourself a lot, especially if they're in an academy. Oh boy. I mean, it's just a lot of alone time. So just be prepared mentally to be alone and go to things by yourself. And that'll basically prepare you for the rest of your life. Okay. <laughs> this is surviving life 101. Right. <laughs> um, I would, I would agree with that. Um, I would also say that if you don't like the alone time now, you're not going to like it in 15 years. So think yeah. really long and hard about whether this is a relationship you are willing to endure um, because it doesn't get easier. No, it gets harder. Yeah, it's um really interesting. I thought that once Cameron started rising in the ranks, the overtime would get less or the trainings would get less, but they just get more and more. And if you delude yourself into thinking that, oh, eventually they're going to make it and there's not going to be all this time away, think again. Yeah. So. And yeah. then factor in kids. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then add kids and all of their questions and them missing their parent and all the things. And you just have to realize that that's the reality of your situation. So if you're dating a firefighter and you don't like it now, time to get out. Yep. Yep. That's the best advice pretty much. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next question. Okay. What's your least favorite thing about being a firefighter? If I'm being honest, the time alone. Um, I mean, I like my time alone, but sometimes I'm like, it would be really nice if we could be like every other family at five o'clock and sit down at a dinner table together every day. Um, so I guess that's. Yeah. It's so contradictory, but it's true. Yeah. It's like, 
you have to learn to live with it, but at the same time, you don't really like it and there's nothing you can do about it. So I would say, I mean, it's not the least, I think the least favorite thing for me is him missing out on stuff. Um, Which goes along with the alone time. I guess so, yeah. And really, <laughs> yeah. Like him uh, and the kids like holding it against him. Because I'm not the only one that holds it against him. And so now that they're older, you thought you would think that when they're older that they understand more. No, now they're like, what do you mean you can't get the day off? Like, you need to come to this. This is the last time, you know, this is my last performance or this is my last soccer game. And it's like, crap. Before when they were like, how come daddy can't come? And then I explain it to them. But now they're like, uh, no, you better get that day off. And it's like, right. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, I think as they get older and they have more activities and they have more milestones. I mean, yeah, you know, first steps and first words and all of those things were exciting and important, but now they understand that they're missing out on the things that matter to them the most Yep. instead of we're missing out on the things that matter to us the most. And so that I can, I can also very much agree with. I think mm -hmm. that's the hard part is knowing that they're missing the things that are important to the kids and, you know, them harboring some resentment to it, you know, yep. it's, and I kind of feel justifiably so a little bit, you know, like oh, yeah. sign up for this, you mm -hmm. know, they're not like, they weren't dating a firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get a choice in the matter. So um, mm -hmm. that's where I think teaching our kids resilience is really, really important. Um, but yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just reality. Okay. Favorite thing about being a firewife? This is really contradictory. Yep. I'm going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> say the exact same thing. Um, the fact that, you know, when they are off, they're here for several days in a row. And, um, you know, that's when we get to soak up all our good time. You know, like I, Cameron's going on a vacation starting Sunday. He'll be home for two weeks. You know, not very many people can say that every you know, two or three months, they get a two week long vacation. Right. So, yep. Same with us. Damien it took two tours off in a row so that we could move the college kid. And it's like, who else can do that? You know, it can take two weeks off literally and not either have their phone on them the whole time or be answering emails, doing stuff like that. He's not going to do any of that. Mm -mm. So he'll be very present, which I appreciate. Yeah, camera will probably be on his phone a little bit because there's some stuff going on at work, but um, you know, that's kind of understandable. Yeah. Like, and we're not doing anything. Like we're just at home. It's a home vacation. So if we were out doing something like moving our kid to college, that'd be different. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's uh, no answering the phone for that one. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. But yeah, I, I definitely it's the it's the amount of time off that they get, which is completely contradictory to what we just said because that's that's just it's kind of a contradictory culture you know? it totally is <laughs> it's you, like the catch-22 yes like your whole life is a catch-22 i feel like yeah because then it, it's when you do get the rare time when they're actually home they're not on overtime it's very nice because then they're actually present at home and it's kind of rare but when it happens it's quite nice right yeah it is yeah. really nice Okay, so the next question, my partner is working an insane amount of overtime 
and is away a lot, what is your best advice? Oh, find a hobby. I mean, not to be like, but you got to find something to do. You, if they're working crazy overtime and they're away all the time, you have to find something to do. You can't sit around and be resentful, um, pissed off, and you can't wait until they get home to do stuff. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to the kids. And we've talked about this a million times. Um, I took the kids to Disneyland a couple weeks ago by myself because Damien couldn't get off. My, my wait 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 my mind is blown yep okay. i want to be audra when i grow up everybody because i would not even attempt disneyland with three kids like not even i don't mm -hmm. even care how old they are that's not even a thing <laughs> i just said and he and he even said he's like i can't get it off but go anyways i was like okay good because that, that was the plan like right and we know damien is like a huge disney buff he loves all mm -hmm. things disney so for him yeah. to say go by yourself with the kids is huge mm -hmm. like, but it's one of those things where it's like okay this is the only weekend that we had that the kids could all go they were all free and it's just life sometimes but it's one of those things where it's like now that we're in a place where i can i mean i can't really handle all three of them but i'm not pushing strollers and bringing diaper bags and all this stuff right so now it's like, oh, we're going to go. And if you can't come, that's that's going to be okay. You can take them somewhere if you want to on your own or not. That's fine. But I'm not going to put my life on hold because he can't come. It's not fair to anybody in the house. It's not. And I think it, it really comes like we've been doing this for a very long time, the two of us. Um, yeah, yeah <laughs> so we're a little old. That comes with just experience and knowing it's, it's not something that I would have done when they were babies, but no. now that they're teenagers and I've been doing this a long time. I, I realized that it was a lot of time wasted for me and them not doing the things. Um, and I think it, it did cause some resentment, like you said, like, because here we are stuck at home because he's at work. Like that's not, not fair to us. Mm -hmm. So definitely I would 100% um, agree with that. And also take time to kind of like work on yourself not just not just with a hobby, but you know, you got stuff, everybody does, and it's a great time to reflect and work on things that you want to change in yourself or improve. Um so yep. And, and reflect on how you you present in a relationship, you know, with your person. That that to me is gold. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you remember when you were like when the kids were little? I mean, I know I was pissed off all the time. I was tired. I was resentful. I'll say I was pretty resentful. And it wasn't like it was his fault. It was just the job. But I took it out on him a lot. I mean, we used to fight all the time. Now I'm like, whatever, bye. Yeah. <laughs> See, you know, it's like well, very I, rarely am I like, oh, I think the tables kind of turn a little bit like. And, it, and it's not intentional, but just a few weeks ago, like my 14 year old was like, Hey mom, can I go with you to take our older child to work? And I'm like, yeah. And like, he wants to go with me a lot. And my husband's like, why do you always have to go with mom all the time? Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm like, because <laughs> I'm mom and I'm here all the time and they yeah. want to be with me. Like, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. But I think in some ways they're realizing this at this point in their lives that they've missed out on a lot. And now they want that relationship. And it's going to be harder now 
to build those connections. Yep. Um, and so I think the tables turn a little bit, like they start resenting us at some point, you know, a little <laughs> bit. Being that. not, not intentionally. I don't think, I don't think it's like vindictively or, Ooh, no. or we're going to fight about it, but just like, wait, what do you mean you want to go with mom? I yep. got home. Like, mm -hmm. you know, oh, so, yeah. so oh, it's, yeah. it's definitely like the tables turn a little bit. Yeah, I would agree. Totally. Totally. Oh, God. Um, how do you get your first responder to talk about their feelings? Um, my kids you... are sitting here literally laughing under their breath. Yeah, I'm like, I'll let you know. I don't know. <laughs> like, if anybody can figure that one out, please let us know. We'll have you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I will we say. Have, we do have some episodes about this. Damien talks about his feelings, I guess. I mean, feelings about work or just feelings in general? Like that's, I think it was in general and I mean, and work. Like I think, I think talking about work is a whole different subject and a completely different podcast. Yeah. Um, I think part of getting them to talk about their feelings is being vulnerable ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say, I mean, you can tell usually if they're, if they want to talk about their feelings, <laughs> which is uh, rare. Pretty much never. Oh no! I'm like uh, they always say I'm fine. In context, they're taught at work not to have feelings. Yeah, I would say that's so how true. How do you get them to talk about their feelings at home? And I think that that just comes with being vulnerable yourself and encouraging open and honest communication in your relationship in general. Like that just. You have to work on that. That's not something they're just going to come and be like, hey, so I want to talk my, about my feelings. No guy's going to do that. Yeah. No, but no guy is going to be like, hey, let's talk about feelings. <laughs> yeah. It was so Go funny. And so I'll tell you a story real quick. So the other day, this is sort of in line with this. The other day, um, one of these buddies who works for a department, um, he'd been gone, he was out on a fire as a single resource or something for a couple weeks. And he came back home and D texted him and they were chatting or whatever. And he said, um, I feel like uh, an alien in my own house when I get back. And D kind of looks at me and is like, what do I say to this? And I'm like, what do you mean? Have you ever felt like that? And he's like, well, yeah, when I've been gone for a long period of time, I come back and it's like reentering this, you know, new atmosphere that everything feels unfamiliar and I feel like I'm like not really there. And I go, okay, say that. And he's like, okay. And so I'm like, have you ever asked anybody like how they feel about coming back? And he's like, no, we don't talk about our feelings with each other. And I'm like, but this is like the perfect segue right here. If this guy is saying like, I feel like this, for you to ask him some more questions or say, yeah, dude, I remember like, this is how I feel after I've been on a strike team or this and this. And but it's so funny. Cause I don't know if it's, it must be a male thing or maybe it's just a, like a, they've been taught this, right? Oh, they have been taught this. Yes. So, but he, then they ended up having this whole conversation over text. And at the end of the text, his buddy was like, dude, thank you. And I'm like, Yes. <laughs> this is why we need to have these conversations around the firehouse table. It's not just, oh my gosh, reaction to mm -hmm. bad calls. It's talking about these everyday, very normal, 
things that happen in your lives because of the nature of your work. Yes. And all these things that you can actually relate to with everybody else. It's like, hello, you guys are all going through the same thing, whether or not you want to admit it or not. Most of you are probably feeling the same way. So why would you not talk about it? That's the whole point of peer support. Right. Well, yeah. And that's the whole point of like just a shared connection with the people you work with. I mean, you guys spend 48, 72 hours together every freaking week. You spend more time with them than you do with us. Mm -hmm. So for you to not be having those conversations is just silly. Just mm -hmm. silly. It's so funny. I'm like, what do you do at the station? You just sit around and make stupid jokes all day? Like stare at each other. <laughs> like they sit at the table and they freaking eat and they stare at each other i don't or you like you said bad jokes yeah bad, my kids would say they're just, they're just telling bad dad jokes all day yeah literally it's the dad jokes it's sports it's well it, like they still read the newspaper and it's like wait, what are we eating for dinner wait there's still newspapers in the world yeah they still get a newspaper oh god uh-huh i know every time i go visit i'm like what is that like oh my god it's <laughs> hilarious oh god okay. okay best way to manage anxiety through fire season that's all you babe i am not the best person to ask that question <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean um no that's not true i i'm actually really not now because i haven't actually had a firefighter on a fire line for like three years now so um but when I did, I think my big, my best piece of advice to anyone is turn off the freaking scanner. That's what you taught me. And stop following the fire apps. Just, yep. you don't need to know. Yep. You don't need to know. And yep. live your life. Like, go to the beach. Go to the river. Go to Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Do whatever it is that fills you up. Because they ain't coming home anytime soon. And you sitting around worrying about them is not going to fix the problem. There you go. Yep. And it's so, not going to change anything either. No, no. Nope. And they're, you know, you have to trust that they're well-trained, that they've got people with them that have their back. Um, I think for me, it's at the beginning of the fire season, it's always good to take the kids and myself to the fire station and meet the crew and have a relationship with them just so that the kids and I both know, Hey, these are his brothers. They have his back. So yeah. My best advice, turn off the media. All of yeah. them. Yeah. Yep. I would say I have learned from you for sure. I did I when there's a big fire, I'm like, Zip. no, we're no. not gonna do that today. Uh, uh, uh. And the no. news is on, and I'm like, oh okay, no. It's nothing you can do about it. You cannot control the fire, you cannot control when they come home, you cannot control any of that. So nope. might as well just let it go. Just know if it's a campaign fire, they're going to be gone. And that, that just, they're, they're gone. Yeah. You know, change your plans. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And if they show up, awesome. If not, just go anyways, you'll be fine. Yeah. Unless you have babies and strollers, then maybe reevaluate, bring somebody else. <laughs> bring your bestie. Yeah. Bring, yeah. Your, mom. bring your mom. Exactly. Bring, yeah. Whatever. Bring someone. Bring your cousin, bring your aunt. I don't care. Just bring somebody mm -hmm. with you for support. But other than that, like go do your go do your thing. Yeah. Get a thing. If you don't have a thing, get a thing. Yeah. Do not okay. sit around. Oh my gosh. No. No, no, no. Okay. Um, 
not sure why this is always this always comes up. What is your favorite pizza topping? I Canadian bacon and pineapple for me. Oh no, pineapple on pizza. Oh no, no. fruit on pizza. This is like the. Do you know that this was a Twitter controversy because of Stranger Things? Like literally, there was a viral. It was like for days on end, people were arguing about fruit on pizza. Are you serious? I'm not even kidding. Oh my god, I haven't watched Stranger Things. Only the kids have. I think Elon Musk might have even piped up on that one. Like, oh, that's how big it was. So wait, what? Everybody likes pineapple on pizza, or no? Half was it's half like, were disgusted it's by it on the half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like <sighs> peaches on pizza. Ooh, peaches and goat cheese. Yes. Mm. So good. Yep. So good. With like that garlic sauce. Oh my like god. A little and the balsamic drizzle. Mm, yeah. Oh god. So good. So good. I don't, I'm just not I'm not a huge pineapple fan, so I don't think it would matter regardless. Um what else have we been asked a lot? A lot about resentment. We're gonna talk about that in an upcoming episode. Um I think if you have any more questions, you can always email us at hello at darechiefs.com or you can DM us um, on Instagram at darechiefspodcast. Um, yeah. yeah. And as always, if you enjoyed the show today and want to keep hearing from us, please leave us a positive rating and review on your favorite listening app. I think that's it. Beep. Boop. Thanks so much for tuning in. Find us on social media at Dear Chiefs Podcast and online at DearChiefs.com. Tune in weekly for the 25,000 foot view of loving a first responder. Audra and Chelsea, over and out. (laughs) 